0: And welcome back to the Academics Podcast. I'm your host, Justin D. Barnett. Today's guest comes from the one and only Wyden Kennedy. She goes by the name of Sarita Wesley. Now, Sarita is a producer and writer up at Widening Kennedy in Portland. For those who don't know much about Wyden. Here's a little brief intro. Wyden has been named Adweek's agency of the year two years in a row from 2018 to 2019. They were established in 1982 as an independent American advertising agency best known for its work with Nike. They were founded by Dan Wyden and David Kennedy. As I said, they're headquartered in Portland, Oregon, and it's one of the largest independently owned advertising agencies in the world. Other notable clients include Facebook, Coca-Cola, ESPN, Honda, Microsoft, Miller Brewing Company, Old Spice, Procter & Gamble, Chrysler, Bud Light, and probably a lot more. So. Again, Wyden is regarded you know, across the industry and across the world as you know, one of the best, most creative agencies. So you know, it's really dope that I got a chance to sit down with someone who actually works in the doors. and She has a very unique story that we'll get into more in the interview, but enough of me talking. Sit back, relax. Enjoy this interview. Sarita Westland. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about this episode. I've had my sights set on speaking with someone from Wyden and Kennedy yeah. uh, since I started producing the podcast. Wyden is one of my personal favorites, uh, favorite agencies—not not just like in, in the states, but in the world. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and during the first season, I wasn't able to land an interview with anyone from from Wyden, mainly due to schedule conflicts and me being in LA, that being in Portland. But, thankfully, Ad Color, Ad Color Conference is in town. Yes. Um, I saw the flyer, and I saw a bunch of people from Wyden were in town, so I, I made a list and, and I, I contacted um, Serena Wellesley. Yes thankfully she got back to me really quick. We set up a quick interview and we are here. So Sarita, can you start by giving the listeners uh, a brief introduction?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Sarita. I work at Wyden. I've been at Wyden for uh, six years. I, um, I actually work, I've, had, I've worked in two different departments, well really three, um, since I've been there. And um, my story's a little bit interesting. I work in the Wyden Portland office, first of all. Um, you know, Wyden has several offices. My story is interesting because I started. I did. I don't have an advertising background. I actually started with um, television. I went to Howard University. I majored in television production, and then I um, from there I moved to New York and I worked in TV for 10 years. I did reality shows like production and casting for about 10 years and then I moved to Portland. I happened to move to Portland and I actually um, ended up working on the Nike account for Carell Dixon Mm -hmm. um, who's now the managing director of Wyden Kennedy Um, and uh, from there I moved into a new department called publishing. Um, which the intent on publishing was to um, find audiences and create content for those audiences. And, you know, like most agencies widen, we make ads. So our ads, uh, you know, once we're done with them, we give them over to the client and then the client takes them and we're finished. It's like, that's it. We don't have them anymore. But uh, with this, we basically have, we were trying to make something and do something that we could see through. Um, so with that being said, we created On she Goes through the publishing department, myself and uh, four other women of color. The On she Goes is a travel platform for women of color. Basically, um, now I am in a department called WK Studios, so I simultaneously do um, On She Goes, and I also produce original content, some branded, some not branded. Okay. So the entertainment division of Wyden Kennedy, pretty much.
0: Okay. I'm glad you mentioned all she goes. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about that. But cool. before we go into that, um, you work at Wyden White, White, White Kennedy Studios, right? What's the yes. difference between the studios and uh,
1: so the, uh, and WK Kennedy? Studios is basically the entertainment branch of Wyden Kennedy. Um, you know. Like I said, it's, we don't necessarily make straightforward ads in WK Studios. We also pitch original content. So we have all these connections uh, with different networks and things like that. And sometimes we'll pitch shows or film ideas or documentaries or whatever. But we'll also do things like um, branded podcasts and stuff like that. So the difference is basically like your your straightforward, ad- <laughs> your straightforward advertising versus your actual, like, um, production content. So it's almost like the idea of creating content versus creating an ad. Branded content,
0: yeah. Okay. So I mean your official title there is writer and content development producer, Yes. Right? So what's a, what's a daily, what's your daily um, schedule like?
1: Well, um, as a writer, um, I write treatments, um, briefs, things like that for uh, content ideas that I might have. Um, as well as for other people who uh, aren't writers but have ideas I basically meet with them and help put those ideas into actual words on paper Um, so I'll do that and uh, in addition to that as a content development producer um, if we have creative projects in the pipeline I will creative produce them as well so like the look and feel of them similar to what an art director would do but no but not like I it's art director is definitely a totally different job but um, but it's a look and feel sound kind of job uh, content development so like I'll be in the edit and I'll be like okay this looks like you know we can I think we need to you know make the pace a little bit faster or I think we need to put this in the front and like delete that whole thing and move that. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: Okay, cool. Um, and prior to that, you worked on the Nike Global account, right? Yes. Um, so what what exactly did you do on that account?
1: So I was an account coordinator. Uh-huh. I didn't know anything about advertising. And I basically just worked like as a, almost like a client facilitator between the client, like a go-to between the client and the the global team, global brand team at um, at Wyden that worked on Nike. Um, I mean, a lot of times we were you know, doing big events. Um, you know, and the cool thing about it was I was very client-facing. That was my first time meeting people that worked at Nike and all that stuff, which was super cool.
0: So, yeah, we did,
1: I did a lot of event planning for big gatherings between, like, the Nike global team and uh, the Nike team at Widen. So that would be, like, all of the offices. So, you know, we have a Nike team in every office. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam, Tokyo, Shanghai, Delhi, Sao Paulo, you know, London, New York... And I would bring all of those uh, the Nike execs at those offices together for like big parties, or not big parties, big events, team building workshops, things like that. At like Sundance Film Festival, or um, we did a couple of things on the Oregon coast and stuff like that. So it was more of a like administrative role, but um, it was also like a learning experience. Like Corel really tailored it so that it could be. A learning role for me in advertising
0: okay so earlier you mentioned you were in a whole nother career for 10 years yes um, what was what was what was it like transitioning after so long basically starting over it was a whole new life like what, what was that experience and why, why did you do that
1: it was hard um, I I basically I mean after being in New York for 10 years I started getting older I wanted more things out of life you know New York is not really financially a stable place to be um, and, you know, Portland was, Portland's beautiful. Um, I went out there for a little while and I was like, you know what, I think I'll stay here. And I ended up getting the job at End, which was really awesome. And um, to be honest, it just is one of those things where it's such a hard, it's such a hard like transition to make because I was a freelancer and as a freelancer you know you kind of bounce around at different jobs for like every three to six months Mm -hmm. and when I realized that I was like in a job like a full-time job and I was like oh wait this job I'm just I'm gonna stay here like (laughs) so that was definitely like a change of pace Um, but otherwise I mean, it was pretty good. Wyden is a family. It's very much that kind of atmosphere. So it was pretty enjoyable and really comfortable to be there.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting that, like, you weren't in the field, but you ended up at one of the best agencies in the world. Like, Did, yes. you, did you know the caliber of the agency that you were, gonna, that you were y- you starting know, to work
1: at? You I, know, I knew of Wyden and Kennedy. I knew of the New York office. I didn't know much about the Portland office, to be honest. And then when I started, a bunch of my friends were like, and I don't want to sound like a jerk, because I feel like so many people want to work at Wyden really badly, and I am I feel so blessed and so privileged to have that opportunity um, and to have had it work out the way that it did. But when I first started, I remember taking a picture of the front doors and being like, and <laughs> like putting it on Instagram. Like I basically shrugged my shoulders for people who can't see me. Um, and uh, people were like, my friends were like, what? Oh my God, you're working? That's so crazy to do I was like, holy shit. But then I really started to, you know, I already had a um, respect for the company because I knew about Nike work. I've always known about, like, the work that Jim Roswell did back in the day and, and, like, all of that stuff. And so I just didn't know about it in the context of, like, physically being there and being present in a building that the work was created. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So you are here for Ad Color? I am. What's your experience with Ad Color and what is Ad Color for the listeners who don't know?
1: Um Ad Color is a conference and award show. I believe this is the thirteenth year um, of it and it basically recognizes underrepresented voices in the industry. You know, there's all the award shows like the Cannes, Can Lions and One Show and all that stuff and they rep- they, you know, acknowledge a lot of work, but um, people of color contribute so much to the advertising, entertainment and tech fields that go unrecognized and, and ad color is one of the platforms that truly recognizes those people um and yeah ad color is great i i absolutely love it um it's such a comfortable experience versus like being at another kind of award show which are great too but like yeah. this is a very comfortable experience
0: yeah okay um so let's go back to your current position mm-hmm. Um, How big is the team you work on who do you work with and what are their specific positions?
1: Okay? So I work on a team of about 15 people Mm -hmm. that consist of uh, five shooter editors, so um, Basically what we call filmmakers. Um, They are people who shoot original content and also edit it for us Um, We also I also work with a development executive who also came from and has a TV background She's my direct boss and me and her collaborate and come up with a series ideas together that we might want to pitch and determine whether or not they are good for brands. Um, there are other people who do um, other various production things. So there's other producers, like more technical producers, who produce branded work in the building. So like they produce um, things like the KFC cat scratcher, which is like a little different than your standard KFC commercial, but it's a KFC brand offshoot, you know what I mean? So we'll produce that kind of stuff. It's more like an in-house production company versus, like, the producers that produce the $5 bucket commercial, you know what I mean? Which is still awesome, but, you know, it's just a little bit different. Um, And the budgets are typically smaller. We kind of have to, like, work with what we have and make do. Um, So that's pretty much my team.
0: Okay. What what accounts do you work on specifically?
1: Um, Well, right now, uh, I'm working on... Well, so it, it depends. It's like, sometimes I'll work on stuff with Airbnb. Sometimes I'll work on stuff. I mean, I work on Ashigos pretty consistently. because is considered an account in the building. Um, you know, occasionally I'll get pulled in for stuff that's like, not really Old Spice or anything like that, but like we'll get pulled in on some Nike projects. But for the most part, we do like original content. So it is more of a development role than it is a brand new role.
0: Okay. Um, so... What would you say is, like, the most rewarding part of your job? What do you look forward to every day?
1: Uh, the most rewarding part of my job is, well, there's probably two or three things. The first thing, for sure, is, like, going to work at a place like Wyden. I don't ever wake up and go, oh, how am I here? You know what I mean? I never have that experience. I never wake up and like, I just can't do this today. Like, it's, it's just such a chill environment. I mean, Portland's pretty chill just in general, but, like, Wyden's very chill. It's a very family-oriented atmosphere. Like... Um, you know, people just are, are super encouraging. And like, it's one of the few places, like working in New York for so long in TV, it's like you don't want to go up to people and ask them questions or talk to them. You know, you kind of just want to figure things out on your own. And did not like that. didn't is 100% like, ask me all the questions, tell me whatever it is you need to know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but even beyond that, um, I just really, I really love uh, the people. Um, I love making original content, being able to come up with fresh ideas. I love being able to say, like, well, you know what this brand should do? They should do this. Like, that's really awesome. Um, and actually being able to do it um, and bring it to the table. And I, I also love just, like, being able – one, one of the coolest things I think about Widen is, like, when you see the ads on TV. Yeah. I think that might be something that people who are traditionally working in advertising can really relate to but like for me I still get a little like oh my god like I get like starstruck about that like yeah. what I see like when I remember when they were doing Reba McIntyre KFC and it was like this whole thing and I knew it was Reba and then when the commercial came on I was like oh my god you know what I mean like I was super stoked and like everybody was like it's no big deal and I'm like that's cool or like when my boyfriend Brandon's commercials would come on and when they still come on I'm like oh my god Brandon this is your commercial he's like yeah baby I see it and I'm like okay (laughs) so I still get a little starstruck about that
0: yeah what would you say is like the most difficult part
1: um probably doing something different in an industry that's so old um, you know, like, since it's not, since what I do is not standard advertising, a lot of people are like, what is that? Why are you doing that? You know, that's not what we do here. This is the way we do things. And it it needs to allow for a lot of grace when it comes to, like, business affairs things and stuff like that. And, unfortunately, like, you know, we end up having some hurdles with that. But other than that, like, that's that's probably the worst part is, like, doing something different in a place that has been doing something so specific for so long.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. So you're a producer. So my question is for people listening who are interested in being a producer, what are the, the personal traits that you think a producer needs to have in order to be successful? Type
1: A. In that position? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely type A. I would say organized, um, personable, And also thick skin because, you know, especially if you're working with clients and people who are used to like, you know, running things, you know what I mean? Like being able to just kind of take it on the chin and and deal is really important. Um, I think another thing is um, like you don't have to be great at math, but being able to be patient with yourself when it comes to numbers and budgets and things like that that's super important Mm -hmm. not taking creative personally um, you know being able to just kind of say like this is a good idea but also being able to like keep it in perspective that your client may not be able to afford it or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. or you know you don't want to just go to your client with that number you know so just just i would say perspective is huge and i think perspective comes in with all of those things like you just have to be able to see it from all sides you have to see it from the creator's point of view you have to be able to see it from the account person's point of view you have to be able to see it from you know uh the media team or who how they're going to put it out and et cetera. cetera. like you just have to be able to see it all
0: okay um so i'm currently in college um i'm not a a traditional student I'm, i'm older of course um course, a portion, one of, very young. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I always preach to, to my classmates is, um, you know, the importance of taking advantage of your resources you have in school. For sure. And your network. Um, so, I know you went to Howard University. My did. question is, did, were you a part of any, like, um, groups on campuses? And if so, how did that help you in your personal, or in your career? Yeah.
1: So... It's interesting. Okay, I was I was not a part of a ton of groups on campus at Howard. Um, what I did, though, instead was did a lot of things outside of school. I did do a few things. I used to be a dancer. I used to be a ballerina for, like, 20 years. So when I got to Howard, I just, I wasn't a dance major, but I started dancing in different productions. So that was really cool. So we did a couple of award shows where we honored people like Spike Lee and, um, you know, Debbie Allen and stuff. And I, it was a way to get in front of people like that. Um, and I just always knew that I wanted to work in the entertainment field in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so what I also did was I was on street teams. I mean, this was, like, 1999, so please keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but I was on street teams for, like, raucous Records, and I used to put up posters for Talib and and Most Def and all these people. And I would literally pick them up from airports when they had concerts, and, like, I would get to go to the shows and, like... You know, like, that was my way of kind of being in the industry indirectly. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do a whole bunch of stuff on campus, like student government and stuff. I did do some volunteer things on campus. I was a part of the Philly club because that's where I'm from. Um, and, uh, yeah, I pledged Alpha Kappa Alpha after college. But, um, but yeah, it's that's I would say, like, getting involved as much. Stuff. I did do productions in school. Like, I would do people's student films and things like that.
0: Okay. So let's talk about On She Goes. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. You kind of mm-hmm. explained what it is. Um, so how, how did it come about?
1: So On She Goes, um, we were in the publishing department. We were trying to create something for an underserved audience. Um, and randomly, a guy named Jay Kang, who used to work in the publishing department at Wyden he's a, a world-renowned journalist uh, for Vice and created Grantland. And he's an author. He just has a book out. Um, Jay Kang was like my sister, Um, He's a Korean-American. He's like, my sister has a really hard time traveling as a doctor. Like, she goes to all these different countries and like, you know, people have a lot of questions for her and she has all these boundaries and barriers and stuff. She didn't grow up traveling. Like, we grew up pretty much stationary. And he was asking me about my travel experience and I was like, I don't have any. I didn't at the time. You know, I was like, I'm from Philly. Like, we would drive down to Orlando in the minivan and that's about (laughs) it. Like, I've never been out of, I had never been out of the country at that time. Like it just, it was just all these things. And he's like, do you feel like there's resources for you? And I was like, I mean, not really, but I also don't try because it feels unattainable. And that's how we were like, maybe we need to create something for women of color for travel. Like we see Travel Noir, which is wonderful. It's such an awesome resource. Um, for black folks and like then we see um, you know no madness and all these things that we like really really love and we're like what about something for like all women of color because everybody has a different experience like middle eastern women have a totally different experience with travel asian women have a different experience with travel black women have a different experience latinas have a different experience and it's just like not knowing how you're going to be perceived in the world it's also just the way like you know you already have gender as like a a big part of it, and then gender on top of like race is like bigger, you know. So, um, with that being said, you know, we decided. Well, what do we want it to be? Do we want it to be a podcast. Do we want it to be a, a website. Do we want to have editorial. So, we started with editorial and a podcast that was hosted by Amina Tussol, and um, it was wonderful. We hired over 150 uh, women of color creatives. So that was illustrators, photographers, um, like writers, everybody. And we really had to like hone in because like truthfully, truthfully, so there's five of us in the group. There's myself, Rebecca Russell, Farron, Nick Dell, Becca Ramos, and Vivian Zhang. And we literally do everything ourselves. (laughs) So everything that you see that gets out in the world is what we've done by ourselves. Um, So that's really cool and it's great. We've gotten all of our followers on our on our own. Like we pretty much have figured out how to like be really scrappy and grassroots everything. Because even though we are under the Wyden branch, we don't really get a lot of funding from Wyden. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the reasons why they love us so much. (laughs) Probably because we don't cost them a fortune. But it's also like you know, this is really cool that you guys have been able to maintain this and make something out of it. And yeah, that's kind of how it, how it started.
0: I think it's cool that Wyden, you know, supports you
1: guys. 100%, yeah. We have a really supportive group of people. I mean, our two biggest advocates in that entire building are Colleen deCourcy who's our CCO, um, our, one of our presidents, and um, Rebecca Groff, who is the global PR director. And I mean, they literally will do anything for us. Yeah, It's wonderful.
0: That's cool. Um, so th- was this an idea that you guys like thought up together and then presented it to them or were they like pushing for we like pre- internally some type of project? To- we
1: presented it, but it was also like something where they needed something, but they couldn't really tell us no because the people we presented it to were white. So they <laughs> don't really know. You know what I mean? They can't speak. They can only we can only speak from our perspective. They can't comment on that. Sorry, I have somebody. I'm it's supposed all to meet this Sorry. girl for a attention. Dig- OK, no problem. Sorry, she's telling me she's in traffic. That's fine. Um. Yeah. So, like, basically, you know, it's it's something where it's like they kind of had to take our word for it, and like now they've seen how much it's helped and how it's contributed. Yeah. You know, which is really awesome.
0: Yeah. So you work full time. Yes. You do on. on you do. On the, she goes full time. You do as on. Well. She goes full time. Mm-hmm. You're traveling, doing things like this.
1: Yes. Um,
0: you have a personal life. You have a relationship.
1: Yeah, I have. My so how h-
0: how are you able to balance? <laughs> what do you do to balance so so much?
1: Um, I mean, I have my relationship. The thing about working in advertising and dating somebody that's also in advertising is yeah. that they're gone as much as you are, mm-hmm. or you get to go to things like this together. Yeah. So like, even though we're here with two different companies, we're able to spend time together. Um, Cause like I travel a ton, he travels a ton. Um, honestly, I do have somewhat of a personal life. I'm a little getting a little older, so i and like I said, I did a lot of partying in New York. So like my chill days are upon me. Um, but you do have time to have a personal life. But it's also like Auntie goes is so gratifying that it is a part of my personal life. Um, I find a lot of um, happiness out of it. And the girls that I work with are my friends. Yeah. Essentially, they are like four of my best friends, you know? Um, and we're constantly talking and sending memes and stuff. So it never really fully, fully feels like work.
0: Yeah. So, how long exactly have you guys been doing that?
1: On uh, She Goes launched in May 2017.
0: Okay. And, how? like, what's the progress that you've seen? Like-
1: Oh, it's been great. Like, Did we, you guys
0: start off in every platform that you're on, like the blog, like with yeah, the podcast? Yeah, like, we started with the
1: podcast on SoundCloud. Um, we started on Instagram and everything else. I mean, it's been great. Like, we've gotten a lot of really organic followers. We're almost at 10,000 um, we have um, our SoundCloud listens. We've we've done a lot of really organic things to make things work. Like um, Crystal West, who is one of the hosts of the Read. We had a partnership with Travel Portland. They basically came to us and said, "Women of color don't come to Portland. They don't want to. What can we do?" So we made some content around that, and we invited Crystal to come, and we did a video series with her, as well as a podcast episode, and that gave us so many listens and it put us on the radar of so many people. And so it's just like being smart about it. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We didn't have like a giant budget, but Travel Portland needed something. We found a way to solve the problem and we did it. So that's essentially advertising, but it's also like authentic. Yeah.
0: How do you like the industry since you've been I like here? it.
1: I like it a lot. It's it's great. I'm still learning though. Yeah. There's still things about it that I don't know. Um, there's still things about it that I don't understand. I just... Found out what a manifesto was the other day. <laughs> no, it wasn't the other day. It's probably like a year ago. Um, but I, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, working in, in an industry that is historically known for not being diverse right. or having diversity issues. Right. Um, have you personally like experienced any any situations? Where that made you feel uncomfortable or that you thought were called for oh, I've definitely like had to story. send
1: some emails I've had to send a couple of uh, break you down emails for sure um, I've, you know since I've been in the industry I've had to like especially with on goes where it's like you there's no way that you can know better than me on this you just have to trust me yeah. and I think since those times things have gotten much better <laughs> um, You know, people really respect the fact that I know what I'm doing when it comes to this and that they just have to listen. Not even just listen, but just, like, take my word for it. Like, this is different than advertising. This is also, like, my personal life and my experience, so you're just going to have to trust me. Um, And that's pretty much that. I mean, I've never had a situation... I mean there's been times where people have come to us and said like ooh, like what do you think about this this brand wants to do this or that and it's like uh maybe not maybe don't do that you know and uh that you know I've done that before but other than that I haven't had any real problems I think there's other people for sure that have had some issues but I haven't yeah I've also only worked at one agency though so
0: but I mean you've been at that agency like six years or yeah, six seven years, years six mm-hmm. or seven um
1: so, so 2014 I don't even know what year it is
0: so if you could go back and tell yourself uh, something six years ago when you were starting in the industry, mm. um, like what have you picked up, what have you learned that you would like to you know, tell yourself, some advice? Well,
1: what I have told myself is that um, spend more time with the strategist. <laughs> <laughs> I think strategy is so interesting. Um, I think it, it has such an impact on literally everything and it's involved in every single thing. Uh, even the stuff that we do. Like, strategy is such a huge part of On She Goes and the way that we reach people and, you know, get opportunities and things like that. So I would definitely have gotten to know the strategist much better. Um, I've gotten some opportunities. I mean, I work very closely with two people who are technically strategists, but they do different things. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Got it. So, I mean, any advice for anyone who's looking to land a at What
1: uh, what's the
0: hiring process like <laughs> give some advice
1: it's a lot of referrals it's so get referrals. to know somebody from Widen I would say that um, speak to people everyone at Wyden loves it, it's a little bit of a club but everybody loves outgoing people people like to connect um, be unforgettable in a way that's not obnoxious yeah. you know what I mean like uh If you happen to see some people that are from Widen, you know, go up and talk to them, introduce yourself. A lot of people have gotten jobs simply by going up and introducing themselves and, like, starting a conversation. Um, Find the ads that you love and talk to the people that created the ads. I mean, like, all those names are out there, and the email addresses aren't hard to find. And, you know, LinkedIn is a source. Um, I think all the creatives, for the most part, are really, really awesome and really welcoming and open to chatting and stuff like that so I would just say be bold but also be cool
0: (laughs) some really good advice
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, so what's the best way for listeners to get in touch with you Uh, well you
1: can follow me on Instagram at Sarita West Um, S-E-R-I-T-A-W-E-S you can also if you have questions or anything you can shoot me a DM you can message me I always check my other DM box and um, if you do have questions you honestly you can email me Uh, At Sarita, S-E-R-I-T-A dot Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y at W-K dot com. So feel free to do that. Just don't spam me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Go ahead and plug the podcast. Like, where can people listen to On She Goes? Oh, yes.
1: On She Goes, the podcast. Yes, we try to do biweekly episodes. Um, Sometimes life gets away from us and we don't get a chance to, but... Um, we are, we just put out a new episode on our experience at the Wings, Camp No Man's Land in the Adirondacks, which was awesome. So that's really cool. And we also have a recap video that's up on Instagram. So you can follow on- uh, on she goes on Instagram at on she goes. You can literally find us on SoundCloud at on she goes and Facebook as well at on she goes. We pretty much locked that down.
0: <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Uh, Sarita, thank you so awesome. much for taking us no today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cool up everybody before we go if you want to hear and learn more about the ad industry make sure you check out our other episodes in the podcast if you're interested in being a guest you can email academicspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com and thank you for listening make sure you subscribe to the podcast feel free to like leave a review post it on any and all social channels you can find us on linkedin and instagram at academics or you can find me personally at justin d barnett i'm justin d barnett and you've been listening to the academics podcast